Hey, so it occurred to me yesterday that uh, if I'm thinking of this as the alphabet of life or the alphabet of a good life, that there's also an alphabet of, a, of bad choices or the dark alphabet. Maybe I should think of these as the light alphabet and the dark alphabet, that there's a dark alphabet where you could come up with a word for each letter of the alphabet that is something that you want to avoid. And that that might be a helpful way to think about things as well. Right around the same time that I was thinking of that and thinking, gosh, well, maybe I should extend this by twice as much. My wife, out of nowhere, said to me, you know, I don't think you're going to finish this alphabet thing. And I was like, excuse me? She says, yeah, you're not really the kind of person to lock yourself into rules and like really tie yourself up with something like that. I was like, says the, says the person who's been married to me for 14 years. Yeah, I'm not really good with sticking with something. And then we both agreed that just the very fact that she kind of was rubbing it in my face that she didn't think I was going to do it probably vastly increased the chance that I'm going to finish this thing and get through all 27 letters. At any rate, <laughs> I'm liking it so far. Got some good uh, ideas for D yesterday, but what I ultimately settled on as being the most helpful thing for me to talk about for my own selfish reasons is discipline. And the main thing I've been thinking about discipline is how circular it is. That we often think of discipline as the thing that gets us to do the things, right? Discipline is what gives us the, the spine to finish the alphabet, for instance. Um, but, I, but I actually think it's more interesting than that. I think it's circular. I think doing the things is what gives us the discipline, which then allows us to go and do more things, which what gives us more discipline. And it's circular on a whole bunch of scales. So, for instance, if you feel like you lack discipline, it can be really helpful to do some small things. And those small things will give you a small amount of discipline, which you can then apply towards doing some medium-sized things. Those medium-sized things will give you a medium amount of discipline, which you can then apply towards doing some larger things, some more difficult things. And in general, the smaller the things are, the easier it is to get that ball rolling because there's less uh, inertial cost of, of starting that thing. So it's easier to have the discipline, if you've fallen off the horse, of let's start making our bed again. Look, I can make my bed this morning. It takes 30 seconds. That's a nice little disciplinary, not disciplinary, that's a nice little discipline ball to get rolling because it can cycle into something larger with relatively little effort from you. And once you get the ball moving, it's easier to keep it moving. We can also see that if it's something really big, if it's some super ambitious regime by which we're going to change our entire selves, 
by completely changing our routines, that's an enormous ball to get rolling. And if we fall down on it, it feels like, um, it feels like a massive psychological thing to push against, to get rolling again. And I think the, the goal with discipline is to take the little things and to stack them and stack them and stack them with discipline, doing the little things to the point where what felt medium hard doesn't feel particularly hard anymore. That you are, with discipline, you are training yourself to require discipline less as you go along. In the same way that as you get better at anything, something that felt hard at first doesn't feel particularly hard. And the discipline required to perform at your peak is still hard, but the discipline required to maintain all of the things below that threshold of your peak effort feels much harder, I'm sorry, feels much easier than it used to because that all that stuff that is easy now used to be your peak effort at some point. And it's helpful to remember that if, if you bite off more than you can chew and fall off the wagon in some way, then there's always making your bed. There's always brushing your teeth. There's always returning people's phone calls. There's always paying your bills. There's always drinking enough water. There's always going to bed when you should go to bed. There are all of these million small ways that we can be disciplined in the day. And the fact that we might fall short on some is inevitable and does not mean that we are undisciplined. Whether or not you think of yourself as disciplined is one of the most malleable things because it is simply the... the, the most recent conglomerate of what we have or haven't done, how that stacks up with our sense of ourselves. I think this is why some very disciplined people can think of themselves as undisciplined, because their standards are so high for themselves that they that any slip-up makes them feel like they've really messed it up. But conversely, If your bar is extremely low, you can start thinking of yourself as someone who is pursuing more discipline in your life, and that will have immediate benefits. There's obviously an issue of balance here where it's helpful to keep in mind what your priorities are and make sure that in behaving in a disciplined way that you're not being counterproductive or be doing it in excess and therefore being counterproductive to what your actual goals are. 
and actually achieving balance in your life. But by and large, the the pursuit of discipline, I don't think can leave you can lead you astray. Particularly not if you are the one doing the examining of it and deciding for yourself what you choose to be disciplined about. I suppose where it can lead you astray is when you subsume your... those ideas that you might have of how you want to be disciplined to some larger framework. And if that larger framework is flawed or somehow evil then that discipline can be a bad thing. But I think if we're talking about self-discipline, deciding for yourself that you're going to do the hard things, deciding for yourself that you're going to do the things you say, deciding for yourself that you're going to challenge yourself, deciding for yourself how you want to be better and then going and trying to be better, Well, that's always a malleable thing. And it is constantly being examined by yourself to figure out where you can be better. And that brings us back to the idea that it's a circular mechanism that is getting feedback from itself. I think I've always been a strange mixture of disciplined and undisciplined. That I've been, and this is perhaps true of most people, I've been pretty good about about discipline in certain circumstances, but terrible about discipline in other circumstances. And I think the difference is largely the story we tell ourselves about why we're trying to be disciplined and whether or not we really care. And whether or not we really care, I'm gonna turn around because it's too windy for you to hear me. Whether or not we really care may or may not be a valid rubric in any particular moment, right? When I was in high school, I decided that I didn't care about certain things because uh, in the face of peer pressure to conform, I ran in the opposite direction. Not in a, I'm going to be as weird as possible, but in simply telling myself that I just didn't, I just didn't care. And I wasn't going to take, I wasn't going to take my cues from whatever the popular culture was. But then in other circumstances where I did care tremendously, in those circumstances I could be tremendously disciplined about doing what was needed. Right? When I was on sailing ships, I did things for the sake of the ship, for the sake of my crewmates, that took tremendous discipline. 
not sacrifice on the level that a soldier experiences, but heading in that direction. And as far as I can see, the, the main difference between those two circumstances, one where I displayed a disdain for discipline, or a disdain for the thing, and therefore a lack of discipline, versus situation where I valued the thing and had discipline, was my sense of mm, buy-in to the parameters that required discipline in the first place. So, if you feel like you lack discipline, perhaps one of the things to question is how much agency you feel in your life and how much that affects your sense of buy-in to whatever situation you have. Because it might be that you just genuinely don't care about something the way it's framed. But if you were to reframe it, you would care. So for instance, uh, I rejected, I don't know, the idea of, of working out <clears throat> when I was young. Right? That was a part of a culture that I wanted nothing to do with. At the same time, I wasn't happy with my body, and it wasn't until I embraced some sort of culture of... Uh, so, not culture, because it was still a personal thing. Some sort of idea of an identity of myself as someone who did these things in a way that I could embrace and fully embrace that I found the discipline to do whatever calisthenics got me into the shape that I was in when I was 22 and led me to do the things in my life that had my body in that sort of condition. But recently, as I have embraced more and more the mission of improving the health of my body, a big part of what is feeding the discipline for that is the buy-in that I have to the vision. Now, it's always easier to have buy-in to a vision if it's your vision. But I think it's also helpful... Come on, dogs! Maisie! Good girl, Willa. So it's always easier to have buy-in for something if it's your vision. And I think this is where my mom's phrase that she would always tell me when I was doing having to do something I didn't want to do. She said, if you can't get out of it, get into it. And if you find yourself in circumstances in life, come on, Maisie, where you can't, for any number of external or internal reasons, change the circumstances that you're in, if you can change your mindset so that you buy in to those circumstances and decide to sort of get the most out of them that you can, 
that's a necessary requirement to have the discipline to actually go ahead and do that. It's the buy-in that creates the desire for the discipline in the first place. Otherwise, the discipline will feel hollow and will be harder and harder to pick up each morning. As always, if you have thoughts for tomorrow, E, I have some ideas, but I'm, I love hearing your ideas because sometimes it takes my thinking in a different direction. I think it's actually really helpful that I don't have this alphabet all planned out, that it is shifting around as we go forward. And I have, I don't know, maybe an eighth of the letters figured out. I've got four or five other letters scattered across the alphabet figured out what I think I want to say. But that leaves tons of room for change and growth and movement in ways that can bring us to an unexpected place. So please share them. And as always, thank you for listening. We'll talk tomorrow.